0: Down Los Angeles. You are locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast, part of the Locked On Rams podcast. Hell Hell you guys the the
1: podcast?
0: Rams Nation, welcome back. It's your boy Bear Mater from Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's the Thursday edition, and we've got a special guest in the house. Well, not really in the house, via Skype. I'm excited, my man, the myth. The legend James Kroger is with us. James, how you doing, bud? Welcome to the show.
1: Bear, I have no complaints. I appreciate you having me on, big guy, because uh, you were solo at camp today, and I'm so anxious to, to hear your stories and how it went. We haven't had the chance to talk yet, so how had to jump on the mic. Thanks for having me on. I don't know if I'm a special guest these days. I'm a, I'm a regular guest.
0: There you go. Okay. Vana White. <laughs> that works for me as well. Uh, before we get going, guys, don't forget you can find uh, Locked on Rams on Spotify, iTunes, really anywhere you can download podcast we're there make sure to go uh, leave a review check us out subscribe let us know what you want to hear you can reach out to both of us either at locked on rams on twitter instagram rams podcast or on our personals which is at la underscore rambling bear and at j kroger three that's k-r-o-e-g-e-r for you those of you uh writing this down in the car that joke (laughs) will forever live we'll say it every time uh, but so reach out to us. Let us know what you want to hear I uh, want to make sure you guys know it's your team every day here on lockdown rams We're excited to ramp up the coverage. Uh, James mentioned it right out of the gate I was at camp today uh, We were gonna to go together and James had a last-minute meeting. So I went there to represent for the both of us uh, It was a good crowd out there today. I didn't know what to expect for Wednesday kind of midweek uh, Rams just coming off of an off day uh, and then getting back to work today uh, so, a great crowd. It was an awesome day. It was hot, uh, but you know, plenty of room in the shade. Some really good stuff coming out of camp. So we'll kind of review some of that stuff. We'll kind of go through some of the things I saw. Uh, me and James will kind of go back and forth on uh, you know some of the players that were involved in camp today and and how we think they're progressing and things like that. Um, and I guess I'll kind of just start with an overall aspect. You know, watched a lot of the the offense again. Uh, that's where majority of the people sit on on the bleachers there is on the offensive side. And you see defense. And, you know, as you watch defensive stuff in, in training camps, a lot of technique and guys working together. And, and, you know, they kind of rotate some guys into the O-line and things like that. But um, it, you can't really get a lot as much as you want from, you know, full on action against another team. Uh, or even just kind of watching Goff throw the ball and seeing how Chris the ball comes out or how Cooper Cup's coming out of his, you know, routes and things like that. So um, as far as O-line and D-line stuff, didn't get to watch too much of that. Uh, really busy, you know, watching our boys that move the football, the number one offense in the league, the Los Angeles Rams it was pretty awesome. So a couple of the highlights that I saw just really the pace of practice we talked about it uh, with McVeigh and what he brings when we were out there, James we saw him run around playing defense and you know just doing coverage and uh, just I love seeing even the quarterbacks typically known for being lazy at camp the quarterbacks don't do anything you know you hear that kickers and quarterbacks just kind of throw the ball and do nothing right um, but they're hustling and he's constantly moving uh, what side of the field they're working on and making him you know sprint back and forth so i loved the pace of practice i was there watching i tweeted this out but it was i felt like i was there for 15 minutes and i looked down i'd been there for an hour and 15 minutes there was no downtime in this sean mcveigh practice so it was really awesome to see the guys kind of hustle around i mean did you kind of get that feel the first week that we were there james Yeah, Bear, time flies when you're having fun, huh?
1: Because you mentioned you were there. You felt like you were there 15 minutes, but you are there the whole time because you you had texted me right when you showed up. Um, Yeah, it it absolutely felt like that. And the more I watched camp and the two days that I went, I felt the same way. You're right. We we were able to watch the offense for a lot of the time period. And, you know, one of the things that you're noticing immediately is the tempo. And I was actually watching uh, the post-practice press conference today when Robert Woods was on. And, uh, was talk- talking about just that. I didn't realize, I know that, uh, we, we had mentioned that Peters and Tlaib were roommates during camp, but I didn't realize that Woods and Cooks were also roommates. Um, and so he was kind of talking about how they're keeping that tempo upbeat and the things that he's learning from from uh, Brandon Cooks and how they are able to complement each other and motivate each other and stepping it up. Um, and then they talked about Tlaib and what he's bringing to the table because we have Tlaib and Peters facing off against Woods and Cooks at the same time, these two, uh, four amazing players, <laughs> um, and – Woods essentially mentioned that, you know, obviously gives them opportunities to just improve on the details. And he mentioned technique a few times and focus. You got to be focused when you're playing somebody like or lining up against somebody like Tlaib. So uh, it's been pretty obvious that the tempo's been up there. And it's, it's great to see that, uh, you know, this offense is just coming to camp ready to roll. And you mentioned Sean McVay running camp. Did, I know you saw that video on Twitter the other day of him slipping against <laughs> a Cooper Cup. Um, so we need to get this guy some cleats, but yeah, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's interesting you point that out and the videos that you put up online were great because you kind of get a firsthand view of that. What about 20 yards away? You were super close there. So yeah, man, I, I agree. And I'm super happy to see this, this culture that we're looking at just, uh, be ready and be ready to rock.
0: Yeah, it's it's so funny. I mean, you know, we got to get Coach some cleats for real. He was back out there in shoes again today, and he was back out <laughs> there fifteen yards, you know, trying to direct uh, Jared Goff to use his eyes. He kept telling him like, okay, this is where we want to you want to work the the safety across the middle, and then go on the outside. And you can see he kept he was waving, you know, trying to get his eyes to focus, and then you know go yeah. make the progressive read and make the throw. And then he there was a couple times where he was fifteen, twenty yards back. And right before the snap, he just came flying up to the line of scrimmage and almost pressed on uh, Cooper Cup and kind of forced him to the outside. But, I mean, he's just fun to watch. And, and you mentioned it. I was right down there on the fence, um, and the offense was right in front of us a, a handful of times. And it was really cool to just hear. I mean, you hear him at press conference. We say it over and over again. We can listen to this guy talk about anything. But then to be on the field and hearing him in coach mode and yelling out directions and, you know, you know, plays and what they want to do and what the pace is going to be, and we're going to move to here, and then we're going to go do this. It was just like, I mean, I was lacing them up tight. I was ready to go. You know, (laughs) Give me a helmet. Let's do this. And then I kind of looked around and saw how big those guys are, and I was like, you know what? I'll stick to, to taking some pictures on the sideline. One other
1: thing that I wanted to to ask you about is see if you saw you know we, we mentioned uh, when we went last week that Greg the leg was hitting field goals he's he was looking good uh, he's feeling good from his injury back and man is he back strong I read today that he hit a sixty three yarder during uh, practice were you able to to see that and I believe you saw you put something up on lockdown Rams or Rams podcast Instagram him of him kicking so curious to see if you're able to see that and also what was the reaction like uh, if you were there.
0: Yeah, he was getting a good reaction. So uh, about halfway through uh, camp, they kind of gave offense, defense a little bit of a breather, catch some water, and they brought on special teams. And the whole team kind of watched him kick a few field goals. And they they moved him around from left hash to right hash. And he hit like five in a row. And he started out his first two, um, those big uh, camera extensions that they have there. The guys are 20 feet up recording camp and everything like that. He almost hit the camera guy twice, like pinpoint back to back. And it got a really good laugh and a, and a cheer from the crowd. and uh, He, he w- didn't miss one. And then Ficken came in. And actually, Sam Ficken looked pretty good kicking uh, there in his backup. Oh. So it's nice <laughs> to know that uh, Ficken can, is kicking. I know that got you right there. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's been a while. It, it's been a while, right? Uh, but Greg looked awesome. And you, nail, you nailed it, the 63-yarder. So they, they went into a two-minute drill, uh, about maybe 45 minutes left in the camp. And they started him you know, down on our own 20 or whatever. And they, they basically said, here's a two-minute drill. We need to go get points. And the first unit went down, and Greg Deleg kicked in probably like a 40-yarder. You know, good distance, but they, they made some good movement on the drive to kind of set him up. And then the second team came in and kind of battled, and actually the defense made a pretty good stop to where you almost thought they weren't in field goal range, but you're in – Greg, the leg range. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because I was listening. I was right there on the fence, and one of the DB coaches came up as the uh, the defense came off, and he's like, Great job, guys. And he's like hyping them up. This is another thing I love being close, listening to all the coaches and how they coach and how they coach them up and how they train them and just the mental part of the game because he was like, Great job, guys. He's like, You just won us the game right there. You stopped them. You know, it was third and four or whatever, and they got a stop, and they, you know, forced this 63 yard field goal. And Coach is basically saying, you just won us the game. There's no way. And all of a sudden you turn around and there goes, you know, Greg the leg just pumping one from 63. <laughs> and at the at the time, you know, I'm sitting there trying to do the math. I'm like looking at the field and I'm like, was that? I thought it was a 53. I guess I forgot to add, add the end zone, I guess. But I'm looking at it um, and I couldn't quite tell. But you knew it was far. And then later I heard um, some, some people talking over, I think the same interview you heard, of Robert Woods, and they had mentioned that it was a sixty three yarder and I was like, "Wow, yeah. and he nailed it. I mean he had a good foot and a half two feet on it, so uh he he nailed that comfortably, but that is such a great sign, you know, obviously a huge piece that was missing in the playoff um game when when we went, and even you know I think it was week seventeen he didn't even show up, but uh due to injury, so nice to know that he is back and and he's feeling really healthy as well, so love that. I'm glad you pointed that out because it was awesome to see and And then it was funny because, you know, the coach that kind of said, hey, you know, way to go, guys. We we stopped them. You won the game. And then he kind of looked at one of the other coaches and was like, well, we were up four anyway and kind of winked like we still won the game. But um, (sighs) good interaction. That's the type of stuff you love at camp. And uh, you don't really get when you're out at the game. But uh, you you definitely, if you get a chance, I keep saying this, you know, make a way out to camp. It's it's tons of fun. And uh, you won't regret it. Uh, before we kind of kick into some of the other things, James, I want to make sure I mention, um, you know, give a shout-out to our sponsors, Vivid Seats. If you're not aware, James, I'm pr- I'm probably sure you're, you're fully aware, uh, the Bears and Ravens Hall of Fame game is next Thursday, uh, which mm-hmm. basically means the regular season is around the corner. This season, don't just sit around watching the Rams from home when you can be at the Coliseum, like I just mentioned, being loud and proud. We need you guys out there supporting them. And you can do that thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Rams listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use the exclusive promo code On. That's one word, Locked On. New customers only and the offer is only good through the end of August, so get your tickets now. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Rams home schedule kicks off in August versus the Raiders and then again uh, in September for the regular season home against the Arizona Cardinals. Tickets are still available and they're a really good price, so go check it out. Make sure to visit Vivid Seats or download the app. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON for your 10% off your first order. The off season is over, James. NFL is back and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. So I don't know if you're hyped up or not, but, you know, we got to get on there and get some tickets. This makes I know, me
1: want to go to the game, man.
0: I know. I know we talked about it. Um, I've got some – I've already got an early investment in some Chargers tickets, but we got to bounce back and forth and figure out when we're going to be there. Uh, you mentioned it before we got on here. We got some awesome fans uh, reaching out to us uh, that want to kind of hang out and grab a beer down by uh, the tailgate area before the game. So, again, reach out to us, guys, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, at jkroger three. Uh let us know what game you're gonna go so we can kinda figure out what we're gonna do. There's also a little side plug. This one's free, Rams. Uh they've got this really awesome deal right now. It's like two hundred and fifty bucks and you get it's like season tickets, but nothing's really guaranteed as far as your seats. Like they may bounce you around throughout the year. Uh, but it's two hundred and fifty bucks. You get in the game every single season. You get in the game throughout the whole season, and if you think about it, I think the Packers game, the cheapest ticket you can get is like two hundred and seventy five bucks right now, so you already make Yeesh. your money. Only thing is I looked into it because I can't make it to every home game. Uh, You can't sell them or give them to anybody else. They're yours once they're yours. So um, don't forget, check out Vivid Seats, and we'll see you at the game.
1: So, Bear, before the break, you mentioned uh, looking healthy. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Greg legs feeling healthy, coming back from a back injury. I can't wait to see what he's going to do this season. And it's exciting to see that he's already hitting those long field goals. And that was a really great story about it. But speaking of looking healthy, I was pretty concerned on, I believe it was Sunday, the first day of pads, when John Sullivan came out. Um, word went around that he had kind of hurt his arm. didn't really seem like a huge deal. But we mentioned the up-tempo pace and how this offense is, is, um, really high intensity right now were you able to see John Sullivan out there and was he looking all
0: right was he holding his arm or anything you feeling good about that yeah I kept an eye on him for a little bit he seemed fine uh, it was good to see him back at practice he was back even um, I believe on Sunday uh, he came back the very next day some extra tape on the arm so all signs are good these guys are just monsters man I'll tell a few stories as we end um, Todd Gurley that I got to interact with as well but These guys, I mean, you don't think, like, you think, oh, it's practice. Well, it was like 90 degrees out, and McVay's running them all around the field. They're banging against the defense. Everyone's trying to, you know, fight for a roster position or, you know, fight to show that offense is better than defense. Uh, So these guys are going hard, man, just seeing some of the plays. And, you know, half of them are in, like, girlies and shorts, but they're still hitting. I mean, it's crazy. No one's going to the ground yet. But if me and you were out there, we'd be in the ice bath for the next, like, Four days just trying to recover. Um, so good to see Sully back. As we're kind of talking injuries here, um, I did see Mark Barron out at practice. He was in shorts. Obviously, he's still on the pup list, uh, not in mm-hmm. practice full-time yet. But he was really involved, which is really cool to see. Um, for a while, he was like on Wade Phillips' hip, and he was just kind of talking to him after every play and coming off. And as the guys were coming off, he was talking about what they saw up there. Uh, so that was really encouraging that even though he's not – involved in the practice. He doesn't have pads on. He's, you know, on that pup list that he is highly engaged in practice. And he's still trying to learn because really the only, you know, returning starter in a sense, I know some of those guys, uh, I think Littleton got a couple games, Um, but, you know, he's really the guy uh, that is going to take a lot of that and that, you know, linebacker core on. So to see him so involved, uh, hopefully we get him back soon. doesn't seem like it's anything that's going to keep him out, um too much longer hopefully not but uh i think they're really at this point just wanting to be precautious because like i just said when they get out there everyone's flying around and hitting anyway so i think they're trying to protect and then i saw obo okoronko out there as well uh again uh in just street clothes but very engaged seemed excited to want to get involved uh came by and said hi to some fans as he was walking back to the locker room and everyone was kind of wishing him you know the best so hopefully those guys will see him back um, but talking about the guys that were on the field, guys that stood out again today, um, Jared Goff. I mean, it just over and over again. I'm sure he's just, you know, he he's so far ahead of our other quarterbacks as far as looking at the throw, looking at the timing, uh, the confidence, the just kind of controlling the team, you know, shall you say? And I talked about that two-minute drill uh, earlier in the podcast, and he was five for six on that drill. Uh, and the one pass was a tough pass and near the sidelines because, again, he's trying to keep the clock from not running, Um, and they did a great job. And setting up Jeezy for the field goal uh, hit Robert Woods on the side. But to start the drill, he hit Higby twice right out the gate. Again, they seem to have really good chemistry. I think he was – I don't know if they're rooming again this year, but I know they were roommates last year um and they they hang out in the off season you'll see a lot of them on social media together and you can already tell that that rapport is going well and it's funny if you really try to pick out who does he have the best rapport with you can't because he's throwing to Robert Woods a lot he's throwing the ball deep to Brandon Cooks he's he's finding cup Cup. at all times so it's like as a defense I can imagine how hard it's going to be to try to you know you always hear like oh we're gonna shift the safety this way to kind of protect you know, uh, Woods going deep or uh, Brandon Cooks going deep or whatnot. Can't really do that against the Rams because then you got Todd Gurley coming out of the backfield uh, that Mm. is looking great. And, again, another guy that when you see him in person, he's just a a monster, right? But um, one deep ball that we did miss was over the top to Brandon Cooks. It was in double coverage. Uh, Peters and Joyner were there. And, really, I, I don't think Cooks really expected it to make it through, but it did. And it went right through his hands, but uh, Goff's not mm-hmm. afraid the, uh, to, you know, to throw the ball deep and to test that double coverage. We saw it today. Hopefully that kind of transitions. You want to be careful with the ball, but i love to see you got that guy. Let's see how far he can run. I'm going to throw it up, and really, I mean, it was inches away from being a touchdown
1: man it's exciting i can't wait to see what higby who we keep mentioning is going to bring to bring to the table this year because uh, he's been so exciting to watch during practice and the, the stories that you just told i'm really anxious to see what he's going to do but you know one guy we keep talking about uh todd Gurley. i've heard multiple reports of his efforts lately and they have not stopped since he got a signing bonus um i, I heard i read a report about a handoff today that would have been out of bounds at the 35 yard line and he just continued to the end zone ran for a about 90 yards to sort of emphasize how he's finishing and then Jared Goff had a funny quote about Todd Gurley he said that he's just been seems a lot happier lately um he's <laughs> walking around with a smile on his face and you know he's putting in the effort but he's keeping his mood up and Goff said that um Gurley um basically responded whoever said money didn't make you happy lied <laughs> um, so I think it's just you know that that paycheck uh the biggest amount guaranteed to a running back ever is making a smile but he's 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 showing that he earned it and uh, I love seeing that he's putting that extra effort in stick around after practice signing autographs and it's just uh, I can't wait to see this this whole team.
0: Yeah you mentioned it and I love seeing the 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 growth in Todd Gurley. I mean we saw him the first year uh, when we went out to uh, camp and then we also helped out at a charity event of key Harris who's no longer with the team. I think he's still with Indy these days but um, we got to kind of exchange some words in person but he wasn't as you know, open, he didn't seem as you know, his personality wasn't out there. And over the years, yeah. you've really seen him get more and more comfortable. Obviously, as he's getting you know, more and more used to this league, how to prepare, those things like that, he seems more comfortable out there. And his personality is starting to show through, which is awesome because they're fun guys, they're young, uh, you know, they got money. I'm sure AD is sitting over here saying, I'd love to be happy right now. Can someone make me happy? And um, but one of the things that you mentioned, uh, finishing, running those routes. There was one I tweeted out today where uh, he took it to the house, but he was untouched, man. And and it it wasn't like no one was trying or don't hit the superstar. It was great blocking. He's so fast. And then he got past about the 40, 50-yard line, and no one was there. And you're right, could probably just loop it back and head to the huddle. And he went full speed like somebody was chasing him, like the fastest cornerback in the league was chasing him. And he took the house. The whole crowd went nuts. Everyone loved it because you could see the effort that he was putting in. Uh, when no one was there when you know really it could have been one of those where you could have deon Sanders it from the 50 <laughs> into the end zone and uh but he just head down all the way through another thing that was awesome is he was one of the last ones on the field man he was uh doing kind of the, the the jugs where they're throwing the balls at him and he's doing you know running and grabbing catches and then he went and did some sprints and it was like no one's on the field people are doing interviews on the side and stuff and he's out there doing it. I love that stuff. I don't know if it's like internally, he's like, man, I made the big bucks. Uh, so I got to show him I'm working, but whatever it is, or if that's just pure grind and grit that he's got, that he's really built. Um, I saw an interview with the other day and they said, what would you tell, you know, high school Todd Gurley? And he said, learn to basically love the process, learn to love the work, like put in the work early, put in the work late Mm. and love to do it. And he's like, it's something that I had to learn on my own, but getting into college and being around other people you know he seemed to take it on really well but he's one of you know said if i could talk to my younger self is like just work man it's like that at that level you have to be obsessed with your craft and you can tell right now Todd Gurley is obsessed with his craft and he got paid for it man it was really really awesome i do want to tell one more story about Todd Gurley but i'm going to cut over real quick for a quick word from one of our sponsors and we'll be back i got one more Todd Gurley story for you all right, James. Well, uh, great day at camp. Uh, probably have 20 other things I could probably mention, but we're wrapping up the end of our podcast here. I appreciate you coming on. Um, all great things. A uh, couple last pieces. I'm looking at some of my notes that I took. Uh, we didn't get to talk, talk to him about him enough today, but Cooper Cup continues to grow in his second year. Uh, things that impress me about him are the little things we talked about. This is a great time in camp to work on your technique. And he is out there doing that. And he is so great coming in and out of his routes and then adjusting to the ball in the air. A couple of times I saw that the the throw wasn't perfect and he had a defender on him. But he found a way to just kind of really change the direction he was going, jump backwards, make the catch. Uh, something that, you know, we gave him kind of a hard time last year for was in those big time moments, really making that catch. I think he's taken that upon himself. You could tell. Degree of difficulty in some of the catches he made today were really impressive Uh, So I'm just over the moon on all of our wide receivers. Um, But then as I talked about Todd Gurley at the end of the camp, I was sitting there. uh, I brought my Todd Gurley jersey. I don't know if we told this story, but on day one, uh, we went and we brought nothing. We were just so excited to go to Rams camp. And there was like nobody there. And we had, you know, a handful of minutes to hang out with Todd Gurley. And he looked at us like, y'all don't have anything for me to sign? Like, and literally I was like, well, maybe I can (laughs) take the shirt off my back, but I'm kind of sweaty. And... It was just like, we're like, no, bro, we just want to give you some daps. Just a
1: gentleman's handshake. Yeah, that yeah.
0: was it, right? We just wanted to say what's up and, you know, say good practice. And I wasn't going to make that mistake again. So I brought the jersey out today, and I waited by the, the, the spot, my spot that I always talk about over by <laughs> where they come in and out. And it, it just – I think too many people are listening, man. It was pretty crowded, and it was hot. And, again, Todd Gurley's last one on the field, so everyone's walking in and – um, you know, people are signing autographs, and I was like, you know what? I just got to call it a wrap. Like, I got to get out of here. Traffic's getting bad. It's hot. Todd Gurley's never coming off the field. And as I walk over, and I saw him doing the the jugs and the receiving drill. Um, <clears throat> he finished up, and a group in the little kind of the VIP tents called him over, and he came over to sign. And one of the guys got an autograph, and then came back to hand it to his friend, who was on this my side of the fence. And I just was like, here, can you, can you have him sign mine? Like I kind of put this kid on the spot and I thank you, pink t-shirt kid, whoever you are. I didn't get your name. And I basically was like, dude, will you, will you have him sign it for me? And he looked kind of like, I don't really want to do it. And I was like, please, please. You know, I kind of like made him feel guilty a little bit. And he, he walked up to the fence and it was kind of funny because he kept going like, it's for that kid. Cause he didn't want to be like the guy that <laughs> tried to get two autographs, you know, like he didn't want to be like, so he was kind of, I don't want to say throw me under the bus, but I was like in the back, like trying to wave, but Todd, (laughs) he didn't even like lift his head up. He was just in sign mode. You ever seen, I think it was Will Ferrell where he's like signs a baby head and he was like, come on, I'm just in, I'm in signing mode. Like I'm just signing anything. And, uh, that was kind of it. He just kind of signed it. I was super excited. Uh, the kid gave it to me. I said, thanks. And as I was kind of walking off, I'm looking to my left and he's like walking parallel with me and there's a couple kids on the other side. So I go and I stand on the edge of the fence, just kind of maybe get a chance to say what's up to him again. And he sees my jersey hanging over the side, and I've got my pen in the hand. And I'm like, oh, God, like, well, I'll just get an – I'll get on the other side. Like, I'll just get an autograph on the other side. And, I, and then in my head I have this mini panic, like, what if he says let me sign where my name's at? And he sees he already has a signature, <laughs> and then he's like, you're a greedy kid what, trying to get two I autographs. I sign on my back. Yeah, and so, like, I ha- yeah, exactly. So I have, like, this internal meltdown, and I'm like, well, he's coming to you. But it was really cool. One of the things I, I love. Yeah. One of the things I loved is he was like, he finished his little row and there was no one else kind of directly in front of him. And his eyes just kind of caught me as he was leaning the other way to walk away. And he saw his jersey and he saw a pen in my hand and his whole body's going left. And he kind of just stops and comes back right and comes over to me and is like, can I get you? You know? And I'm like, yeah, thanks, man. And as he's signing, I get to tell him like, hey, I want to say thanks, man. You helped me win this jersey from you know, some Seahawks friends of ours that, you know, doubted you on the run game, and I got you back on the bet, and, you know, they had to buy me this jersey, and he got this, he got a big smile on his face, and he, I think it was part of, like, beating the Seahawks, like, anytime I kind of mentioned we got to beat the Seahawks together, and he kind of shot me a smile and said, hey, you're welcome, man, and I was like, yeah, man, gave him a little fist pound, and (laughs) he walked away, but it worked out perfect, it couldn't have been better, so I got, uh, a jersey with uh, dual signatures. But, you know, Maybe one day i like the front, the next day you i want should, the back. You should
1: have asked him to sign Jared Goff's name.
0: Yeah, hey, hey I got. I already got yours. Could you maybe just do a little Goff one today? No, but it was a blast. Because if
1: you get one every year, you'll have like five Todd Gurley signatures on your jersey. Yeah, I'm going really,
0: to really, to make sure that it's the same. You know, so for, uh, <laughs> Put a
1: year by each one.
0: Yeah, but uh, really cool. Again, we talked about him interacting more and... Uh, that superstar money that he's getting and he's owning the superstar role. Uh, I know, I'm sure if we check Twitter right now, he's probably still out there signing some autographs. So I love seeing that from him. He didn't whinge. He didn't, you know, like go, I got to go in get some water. Like some of the other guys did. Don't want to mention any names, but, uh, Brandon cooks, um, he had, uh, it was pretty funny. One of the ladies kind of was, it was kind of the bad guy. Should you say, she's like, we got to get him in and get some water. He needs some treatment. And everyone's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, But, you know, Todd Gurley doesn't pull that card, so it was really, really cool.
1: I just have one last thing to report, Bear. You know, we've been talking about uh, Jamon Brown a bit, and I just read, just came out now, so I wanted to be able to share it uh, before every, so everybody can hear it tomorrow morning. But it uh, sounds like Joseph Notebloom, Joe Notebloom, has uh, really been impressing everybody in camp. We kind of talked about who's going to step in for Jamon Brown those first two games. And at first, we were pretty much predicting that it would be Austin Blythe, who, who stepped in for John Sullivan last year. But according to uh, my sources, uh, it looks like that, that Noteboom's Boom's kind of the first candidate there. And McVay is a big fan. It says that he's, you know, even though he's a young player, he's taking the steps in the right direction. So we did a pretty good job with our draft picks and just want to let everybody know that if they're keeping track of that situation, looks like the noteboom's going to be the dude.
0: Well, that's interesting to see. A lot of camp left, and we said it was Austin Blyce to lose, and uh, maybe he did that. Uh, I did see, yeah. I actually tried to point him out a couple times, Noteboom today, to kind of watch him. Again, it's, you know, I'm not this offensive lineman guru. So all I see is them, you know, just sliding their feet and hitting each other. So uh, he looked good. Yeah. I mean, he looked good out there as far as that goes. And then uh, the nice thing is McVay kind of led to this a few weeks ago when he said, Hey, it's not really guaranteed at this point. And they liked his size and athleticism and they want him to be able to play multiple positions because for this very reason, like he's not going to get that left side, um you know left tackle that's andrew whitworth so if he wants to get some playing time he's got to learn some other positions and we saw this on the defense wade phillips they have a lot of guys that can go in and out um wade phillips talked about it with baron the other day so it's awesome because he can play linebacker he can you know back up Mm. and play safety uh so i think they like those guys on both sides of the ball so pretty cool hopefully uh we'll have more on that coming in the next couple days um we'll have hopefully another podcast for you guys leading into friday and then we'll be back next week i'll make sure to lure james on for a couple more episodes and don't forget to check us out on rams podcast um we're going to be releasing episodes weekly over there a little bit more relaxed form a little bit longer form uh so we'll take questions for both but reach out to us check both of our instagrams and twitter put up a lot of images today on instagram so if you want to see what the Mm -hmm the day in the life at camp feels like go check it out uh it was a great experience out there always feel free to reach out to us we'll give you a shout out on the show we love hearing from you guys uh and we appreciate it but i mean it's that part of the show james it? <laughs> what, what part is it you know what it is james until next time rams nation
1: peace